What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Matt Goes to the Movies here today to discuss episode six of She-Hulk. Uh, we'll have three episodes to go here after this as it's a nine episode series. But before we get into the review, uh, I want to do something that I hope listeners are going to find kind of cool and uh, a chance for a giveaway here. So if you'll bear with me and uh, let me talk about an upcoming film here called Bandit. And Bandit is now available to own or rent on digital. After escaping prison, a charming criminal assumes a new identity and robs 59 banks and jewelry stores while being hunted by police. This movie is based on a true story starring Josh Duhamel, Elijah Cuthbert, and Mel Gibson in the all-new movie Bandit. Listeners of this episode, check the show notes for your chance to win one of five digital copies of this new movie. Thank you to Map360 for partnering with the show on this episode and for the digital downloads. Listeners, like I said in the beginning here, uh, we're going to talk about She-Hulk episode six. But before we get into that episode as a whole... Rob, I want to get your thoughts because this is the first episode that you and I have done together. Usually we do these Marvel shows all the time together, uh, but lately they just haven't been as appealing to actually warrant recording them uh, together and schedules. I feel like just haven't been you know, able to do this with the other things that we've been doing, but I've already reviewed episodes one through five, so I want to give you some time here to actually talk about this show because i believe very recently you just actually got through um everything up to episode six six as you were kind of you know home uh sick for a, a week or two yeah um don't get covid kids it's not fun um <laughs> just psa real quick um but uh yeah so up to date on everything um you know i was reminded very recently by a fan of the show that um we had talked about She-Hulk as an upcoming show when we were reviewing Halo, and my exact words were something along the lines of, it looks like it could be fun. Um, man, yeah, I kind of whiffed on that one. Um, that, mu- that must have been the COVID talking. That was definitely the, the COVID <laughs> talking, for sure. Um, yeah, don't, don't put me in the air when I'm under the influence of COVID. Holy crap. You, 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 you had it way back when. <laughs> yeah, I, I say some really dumb stuff, apparently. Um, but, but I still, even in the worst of it, I never said that The Last Jedi was any good. Um, this is true. This is true. So, you know, this, it started off, I was very interested in the first episode. I wanted to see kind of what they did as far as the origin story. The, her relationship with her, her cousin was interesting, kind of seeing where that was going. I thought there was maybe some some heavy handedness to the storytelling at times in the first episode. Overall, you know, I if you were to describe what this show actually is, there's a lot of things about it that are appealing to me if you just describe what it is. It's it's uh, it's a person who is superhero adjacent who is now forced into a situation where she has abilities and powers, but she doesn't want that. She wants to live a normal life, as normal a life as she can. She wants to focus on her career, and all of these things happen around her and to her. You know, there's a piece of that that is actually really compelling and very interesting. You know, it's not always the fate of the world, and I think back to. Um, when we reviewed the, um, the Transformers series over on the Basement Binge, one of the things that all three of us, you know, you, myself, and Harrison really liked about Bumblebee specifically was it wasn't the fate of the world at stake. The, it was a, a simpler story about, you know, really um, just, the, the, you know, the, those two characters. And we liked that. And, and I remember us talking about that. And yet in this show, it doesn't work there's a lot of things that don't work about this show just overall as a whole. And, and really what it comes down to, I think is most of the characters are pretty dumb there. There's really uh, other than Jen Walters and to some extent, I think Mallory, um, but most of the characters in this show are actually pretty dumb. They're pretty flat. They're pretty wooden. There's not a lot of depth to most of what we see here. And as a result, there's really not a lot of characters to like. I think I like Nikki a lot, actually. The paralegal, I like her. 
and my list of other characters that I do like is pretty limited. And, and that's really hard to get people invested in a show like this. It's, it's shot and put together like a sitcom. You know, there's, it's a half hour long. Most of what goes on is self-contained and doesn't really travel from one to the next. A, a little bit it does, but mostly everything's self-contained like a classic sitcom. Um, you know, she faces the camera, which, and I'm not even really sure I like the fourth wall breaking. I'm not sure I dislike it, but I'm not sure I like it. Um, it feels jarring at times because um, we haven't seen this yet. Can I can I just say really quick, my, my biggest problem, and maybe, I, I don't know if you feel like this, but maybe me saying this will i feel like the reason why i don't like the fourth wall is because they they point out things that people would obviously be upset about and it doesn't make it okay and i think it's very in your face in this episode with how she break with how she breaks the fourth wall and i remember when watching it i was like that doesn't make it okay like it does not make it okay that you point out something that is annoying um and that's probably my biggest problem with the fourth wall stuff in this. Um, it, it doesn't give you a free pass, um, but I'll, I'll let you continue. Sorry. Well, and, and it's funny you mentioned that because right out of the gate, she's given this um, box of stuff, you know, the most extra box of stuff you can imagine to invite her to be a bridesmaid. And she goes from getting the box to being in the wedding in like three days, I think, you know, like that, that to me, you know, and, and she even points out in the fourth wall break, like, Oh yeah, it's a wedding episode. Does this all seem a little rushed or something like that? And like, yeah, it's kind of dumb. Like, well, and it's, you know, again, because she's, they're basing it off the fact of the, the tease that we got at the end of episode five. And like, yeah, we know that we teased you and, you know, we thought, you know, daredevil, would be coming eh no weddings are inconvenient so this is what you've got and it's just like i said it in my reviews for episode three through five because i lumped those together just because of how i was feeling for a show that wants you to focus on jennifer walters the show does a really bad job focusing i think on Jennifer Walters. And I think there's a lot that they could explore with her um, that they don't, they, they leave it to cameos or fourth wall breaking or things that I don't know, just to me are not as interesting as some of the struggle that you see Jennifer Walters going through that I think should have been explored more in this show. Um, And I think part of this too, is if you look at, what Marvel has conditioned we the fans to being into when okay so Matt think about when a new project is announced by Marvel either a sequel to an existing property or a, a new character film or show or something like that the cycle for the fans is and I guess let's just go there was a big announcement today I think wasn't there the day we're recording this something happened today right a, there was, a, there was some a, kind of announcement a smidge of an announcement from well, Ryan Reynolds himself. So yes, a a, a, a minor, minor, a minor announcement today with Deadpool three. Really, more of a deep cut. If you're not like a super comic fan, you probably don't know who these characters are. Or right. Any awareness of why this is a big deal to to nerds like you and me? Um, which you know, it's funny enough. Like, I would almost rather spend the next half hour talking about that. As yeah, that's to, uh, to this show. I, I, I would be more excited for that. I literally said, I was like, I almost feel like that announcement and the severity of it needs to be an episode in and of itself, but exactly. So, <laughs> so let's think about that announcement, right? So that announcement hits, we're already thinking, okay, we knew that Deadpool was eventually going to be in the MCU. We assumed Deadpool three was going to be the MCU and they announced they're bringing Wolverine, uh, you know, Hugh Jackman is back as Wolverine. So immediately your brain starts going crazy, imagining everything that we're going to get with this, what that's going to mean for this movie and for the future. And as we get closer to that date, we're going to get trailers. There's going to be teases of other characters. There's going to be teases maybe of other X-Men. Like people are going to be crapping their pants about what mm-hmm. that's going to mean. You, you sit down in the theater, you watch the movie, you're throwing popcorn in your face and you're enjoying it. You're having a good time with just the Ryan Reynolds-ness of Deadpool. 
and and maybe we get a surprise character and then probably three quarters of the way into the movie you start thinking about what else is going to be announced what's going to happen and you start kind of theorizing about what the post-credit scene is going to be it's always almost since its inception the mcu has been built on what's coming next everything is always a tease for what's happening next and in this show it mostly focuses on a lot of nothing um and then we get little little teases like we get the daredevil um helmet you know the 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 cow sort of speak so to speak we get that and at the end of this episode we actually get kind of a little bit of a tease that makes me actually kind of interested with what we might get next but it's marvel's kind of conditioned us to this this constant hype train and she hulk is not really following that um yes we got thinking back to like wandavision which you and i both really liked yes it was sitcom based but it was a mystery we knew that there was mm-hmm. something more going on. Yes, we enjoyed kind of the trip down nostalgia lane with some of the throwbacks and some of the just different ways they did things to the old sitcoms of the past. But it was, you know, that was the veneer on top of a really deep, interesting mystery that got deeper and deeper and pulled you further and further in until they threw Ralph Boner at us. And I'm still not forgiving them for that all the way. And uh, now we have this. And this is something yeah. completely not like what we've got before. No, I had a, a I won't get into it, though, because, again, this is this is about She-Hulk. But I got into probably a 25 minute conversation the other day of how I like actually don't forgive Marvel for that, that Ralph Boner thing in, in WandaVision. Don't. Yeah, I um I likened it to the Mandarin in Iron Man 3, where it was just a huge slap in the face because you could have had anybody else play that character you knew what fans would you like you knew what fans would think and there's there's certainly something to be said for like subverting fan expectations and giving them something that maybe they didn't think was coming but there's like there's still to me there's no excuse for that there there's no excuse to bring Evan Peters in in that role to absolutely slap us in the face with it. But yeah, it was like a 25 minute conversation of how I'm like, I'm not over that. Um, I could probably go for at least that long. I think Uh, I'm I'm right there with you. You know, now again, it it didn't ruin the show for me. I still thought that show had a lot of strong points to it. Um, But with She-Hulk, the problem in, again, in this episode, in the small bits that we get you know, there's there's not a ton of action, and I, I don't need that. I can have a compelling story. Moon Knight didn't have a ton of action. I thought the story was ultra compelling. But when, like, even when you do get action, it's shot incredibly choppy. Um, you know, Rob, since you have caught up on these episodes, that first scene in the courthouse they can't even keep the shot on her throwing a punch at the end of it. Like the, the way that that shot cuts in the courtroom when she's fighting for, I mean, what all of 25, 35 seconds, oh, you can't even probably overshooting it by at least 15. I, I literally was going to say 15 seconds, but I felt like I was being crazy with that, but you can't even get a shot of her actually punching Titania. It's even the 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 fight where the henchmen tried to stab her with the needle, you can't get a focused actual shot of any action in this series. And I think a large part of that is it feels like they're specifically making this not an action show. So mm-hmm. throughout the MCU, I mean, one of the things people have, in my opinion, falsely criticized the MCU for is being just the same thing over and over and over again. And while you can rightfully criticize the MCU for basically matching up good guys and bad guys with the same power sets, which mm-hmm. if you want to hear our thoughts on that, we go pretty deep <laughs> on that topic during um, our MCU ranking show uh, when it was just the the Infinity Saga. And it still kind of continues. But there's been so many different spins on entries in the MCU. If you look at just even something like Ant-Man, that was a heist movie within mm-hmm. the framework of the MCU. The original Incredible Hulk is a monster movie within the framework of the MCU. You know, Captain America, the first Avenger, that's a war movie within the framework. I mean, there's uh, um, 
Shang-Chi is a Kung Fu movie within the framework of the MCU. And, and you can do that so many different times. Um, you know, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, which is one of my favorite, one of your favorite, you know, is a spy thriller is, 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 you know, there's so many ways you can, you can look at that. I, I think what She-Hulk has become is, is kind of the, you know, it, it feels a lot like a Hallmark Christmas movie. It feels like a lifetime movie in that, mm-hmm. The characters are pretty simple. They're pretty one-dimensional. You know what you're going to get. It's not supposed to have action. There's no reason to have action. That's not what they're focusing on. It's it's light. It's not intended to be taken seriously. I don't think like I'm not really. I don't really take the show that seriously. And like I, we're going to talk about it, but I don't like. Right. I don't get all bent out of shape when it's not good because it just. I don't think this is intended to be taken seriously. See, that's I think that's maybe where, um, you know, you and I maybe differ a little bit. And I'm kind of starting to get over it, especially after this episode. But I feel like, yeah, part of the show isn't supposed to be taken seriously, but then they want to try and hit you with serious topics. And, you know, I, I mentioned in my review for, you know, episode three through five that they want you to like sympathize and especially in the courtroom scene where like Jen is struggling with being she Hulk and she just wants to be recognized as Jen, whether it be in like the dating world or anything like that. And I feel like they want you to take that very seriously with certain scenes, but then, you know, kind of like a lot of the things in the MCU now it's, it's all broken up by jokes. And like I said, I'm kind of after this episode, I'm, I really am kind of just getting over it. Um, but I feel like in these those first couple episodes where it was really bothering me is there was some really great serious topics that they could have explored, which I think would have made this show better and you still could have had it be like a sitcom lawyer show. Um, but it's just, it's got to be broken up by humor all the time. And by the time you get back to maybe what could be compelling to me, it's, it's wasted because it just feels like this episode ends. Well, every episode almost feels like it ends before anything happens. And I know things happen in these episodes, but nothing, nothing ever feels like a true conclusion. And I know it's a sitcom, but you know, things like friends and Seinfeld and how I met your mother and like shows like this, like that, like this is kind of the framework for, those had a conclusion to each episode based on what that story was telling. This never feels like anything is ever concluded. And then they kind of move on. Yeah. And I think this is partly, you know, we get super excited. We get super hyped about the next project. Like we were saying, thinking back to when this was announced and we started to get details about what this show is going to be about you know, it, it was going to focus on things in the courtroom. We knew that there were so many things that we theorized probably incorrectly. We probably went too far on what we were going to get, especially when we started hearing daredevil was going to be involved and they were going to reintroduce Matt Murdock. You know, we thought, okay, well, what about all of the implications of the blip, right? So your wife blips, you don't, you remarry, restart a family. Now she blips back and you have to decide like, are you still married? Are you, is this new marriage like null and void? Like those kinds of things were the conversations people were having. Like, you know, your entire family blips out and somebody else moves into your house and starts using all your stuff. And then you all blip back. Like whose stuff is it? You know, like those kinds of things were the sorts of things that I think a lot of people thought this might have been about, or at least I think that's what some of the rumors were around. And then introducing Daredevil, I think we thought we'd see more of Jen in the courtroom as opposed to Jen in the defense. Like, uh, like, I, I don't know. Uh, then we get her at, at the wedding and the whole thing just, it, it largely feels recyclable. You just, when you're done, you just chuck it in the bin and you just forget that it's there and you take it to the curb at the end of the week. Yeah. I mean, let's, you know, like, let's actually kind of talk about this episode because, you know, we haven't up to this point. But again, like what really happens here? You you have her go to a wedding. You 
I don't know. You have her friend. Like, I are we supposed to root for Jen more because everybody in her life, like, pardon me, sucks. Like, yeah. like that. The friend that invited her to the wedding, she sucks. Her friends suck. It, it just. But I didn't. I didn't feel sympathy for Jen because also too the one of the like. One of the real gaffes to me in this um, in this episode was why did she show up as She-Hulk? I never didn't understand that either. I thought that was very strange too. I mean, yeah. she wants to be just Jen, but she's like, nope, okay, I'm show up as She-Hulk. Okay, and see, like, I I thought I missed and, something. No, and the only thing that made any sense to me was like when if you're going to your high school reunion and you go to Enterprise and you rent like a Corvette to show up, so people think you're doing better. Like that's the only. Like right. angle on that that I thought was But they didn't ask her to show up as She-Hulk though. Like I thought maybe I missed that like the invitation or like I missed something in a scene where it was like come as She-Hulk or, or something but I didn't. And all this time that she talks about not wanting to be She-Hulk and just be Jennifer Walters I was like wait a minute. What what is going on here? And like, I don't know, even in this world that exists in the MCU, the thought that what one, two, three, four, however many date five, six guys it like that people wouldn't be interested in the person that's actual Jennifer Walters. Like they don't find her attractive. She's not their type. Like I'm like, I'm sorry. Jennifer Walters is an attractive female. I, I just find a very hard time believing that like everybody gets their rocks off when she's She-Hulk. Like even the conversation when she shows up with like, oh my God, your ass is looking so great. And like, it's yeah. like, I just have awful. a, like I have a very hard time believing that that's how people would be. And I know it's fictional, but again, like you ask us to take in this media as something serious. So I can only... I can only imply and react with serious situations or dialogue and none of it feels real. I just, I can't imagine that this guy would be like, yeah, no, she Hulk. I'm into her, but mm, Jennifer Walters. Yeah, she's all right. Like she's not my type. He even says that. Yeah. And it's like, well, I, I just, I don't know. I don't, I just don't get it. It's not believable at all to me. It feels like the show is going out of its way to make Jen's life suck. And mm -hmm. and it gets to a point where, and um, the movie uh, Meet the Parents is very much like this for me, where just like everything that could possibly go wrong is going wrong. And it gets to a point where you just, just more and more stuff piles on your character. And, and it, that can be funny. But it gets to a point where at some point, like me as an audience member, I stop enjoying it. I stop having fun with it because now I just feel bad for that person. Like I'm not laughing mm -hmm. anymore. I just feel like, wow, that sucks. Like your life right. sucks. Everything that's happened to you over the last week, week and a half, or, you know, whatever the case is for the character, that all sucks. And I, and like, I'm not having fun watching you have a shitty life. Right. And I don't know, like part of it though, to me feels too, like, some of the decisions that are made in this, you know, not only in this episode, it, just in the show in general, Jen just seems like a much smarter person than how this yeah. show makes her out to be. The, I, I feel like, you know, okay, we have nine episodes of this show. We're at number six. So we've got three more to go, like I stated. It just feels like in the amount of time that has gone by, I feel like Jennifer like would have been at peace already with what has happened, so to speak. Like she wouldn't still be so against being She-Hulk when she needs to be. Um, and it feels like just based on a trailer that we got, like a little tease, like they're really waiting for Matt Murdock to come in to kind of be like, the voice that pushes her towards accepting this dual life. I don't know. Have you seen that tease for when he's talking to Jennifer? I've stayed away from a lot of, okay. It just so I can try to enjoy it. Like in the moment, gotcha. I, 
I won't I won't say anything then. No, no, that's fine. But that's one of the things that we've kind of talked about a little bit. Um, Thinking back to like Mandalorian, Disney Plus really doesn't do a next time on whatever with Mm -hmm. their with their, you know, um, their their main shows. And I like that more. I like that so much more because I can just enjoy the whole episode and I don't know any of the things that are going to happen. It's just going to hit me and I can enjoy it the way they intend it to. Um, so I, I think there's really a benefit to that, but if look, if for people who like trailers, go find them, you know, but just for me, I prefer to view it without. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, I won't, I won't spoil the conversation, but it just, it feels like they have prolonged everything in this to get to a certain point now that I kind of know what's going on in it. It it now feels even more forced. Um, you know, again, to like the end of this episode where they show yeah. them trying to come up with a different way to like draw her blood out. Like, think about what a weird tonal shift that's going to be when through six episodes, it's really been about kind of not really much of anything. Right. And then all of a sudden they try to make it serious like they're going to try to kidnap her or they're going to try to tranquilize her they're going to try to do something to extract her blood and all of a sudden now it's going to have serious implications when it's mostly just been about kind of like her life sucks and most of the people in her life are annoying like thinking about the start of this show like and this is i think one of the things i dislike the most about this show starting from episode one through episode six how many characters do you find incredibly annoying or grating or just you you can't stand them the entire time they're on the screen compared to characters you like, because I like Jen. Obviously, we like Bruce. Um, I like Nikki. I'm starting to like Mallory a little bit, um, mm-hmm. but most of the other characters, like Lulu, the bride. Every time she was on screen, I was like, just how soon oh, is this scene over? How she soon can was, this scene be over? She was terrible. Um, absolutely terrible. And again, I she's supposed to be terrible but it just the whole oh they're she's quitting terrible because, in a way that makes sense right oh they're quitting because of the way i'm treating them like she's so drunk that she doesn't remember that she hulk was there like that whole like that whole scene um it, yeah you're you're on uh can you help clean up like i know you're talking talking to this boy i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of block you here a little bit um yeah go, go help clean up because the staff all quit like get out of here like that yeah and then the dog that. like yeah, the whole thing out like, of here the, with that it was just so bad the the I, I will say the one character that i liked and i've i like this guy and i'm forgetting but um the lawyer that was with them i believe it was in episode four um who was uh trying to represent uh shoot the the other guy that's just a pig um the one that was oh, going Donnie for this blaze yes but um the lawyer that was standing in line for a sneaker deal that wanted oh, the new, that yeah. wanted yes yeah. i actually liked him but i liked that actor because he played adrian Tra- chase on arrow um prometheus and he was like an amazing amazing villain um i I liked his character in the couple episodes that he's he's shown up in but yeah you just get even like i said this too like you get these dumb characters that you can't root for it doesn't make sense like the asgardian that was on trial this woman's too stupid or too much of a jokester to not know you shouldn't impersonate the judge like yeah they just constantly do things that are like, they're so dumb. They're just not believable. Like you can't convince me that that person would act like that. It's, it doesn't feel like it's based in, in the same reality that we've seen. And this is somewhat the problem with a connected universe is that we've been given this as our, you know, this is the universe that things exist in. And it's it's everything from, you know, thinking back, I mean, there's been some pretty deep moments throughout the MCU, you know, particularly Endgame. There were some moments of that movie that just really hit you. Infinity Wars got some moments that really hit you. Yeah. Um, Black Panther has some very intense moments that really hit you. Um, uh, no Way Home, you know, yep. um, it's it, it, it's intense. And 
and and certainly it's it's offset by some goofier things like ant-man is just fun um guardians of the galaxy is just kind of wacky and fun but it's still like people don't behave in the in the more fun moments they don't behave in ways that betray how real human beings tend to interact with right. one another and in this show that's kind of the the rule that's like nobody really it's just jen and bruce that behave like actual people do maybe a little bit nikki but everybody else is a caricature or Mm -hmm. just doing what they're doing for the sake of the plot not because it makes any sense that a real person would would do that right and i think i mean realistically the only thing that actually to me was redeeming in this entire episode was um uh what's his name shoot uh mr immortal i I thought he i thought he was funny i thought those scenes were pretty funny um but again it's just that could belong in the in the framework and the rules that we've been taught over the last i don't know since 2008 2009 when because he he wasn't to me, he wasn't over the top with his explanation, even when they were asking for things and they were like, well, wait a minute. Like I was with him for this long. Why does she get the same amount of money? Like even that didn't feel over the top. It actually felt pretty real. And they didn't have it like they didn't have like all of those women in that room just start like, all of a sudden going at each other and like just acting ridiculous. It was very contained. Um, and, and I thought it worked, but again, it's like, what happens in this episode? Like what, what happens that's event worthy? That's like, Oh yeah. You know, maybe, okay. What are they doing? There's a new, like there's a new case with new needles in it. And, Okay, maybe that, but it's like, what happens in this episode that really goes, yeah, okay, um, I had fun. I, I just, I can't think of anything. Because again, even the stuff with Titania, it's just like, it's not shot well. No. So I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to keep doing with this show. And if through six episodes and what, 25 minutes, you know, we're almost at the, a full length movie here with what we've gotten. Um, I just feel like nothing's happened in this entire show. And thinking back to how it started, you know, Bruce is kind of trained. We get an origin story. We get that, you know, that, that uh, warship from Sakaar. Like, okay, what's, ooh, what's going on yeah. here? Um, Which I Bruce- liked I liked the change to her origin. Sure. I thought it I thought it made sense. That was one yep. of the things where they took some liberties with how she becomes She-Hulk and it worked. Like I enjoyed that. I enjoyed their interactions. I did not like the fact that she lectured him on handling stress better when this is a man who has tried to kill himself in in this world. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I really enjoyed that first episode and even the, okay, you know what? Let's leave Hulk out of this. He, in the one episode says, I'm probably going to be gone for a while. I need to take care of some things. And it's kind of clear he's going back to Sakaar. It's like, okay, yeah, leave that on its own. I don't need that. Let's cool. Let's focus on Jen. And it's like, even the show doesn't, like I said, focus on Jen enough. And that and that's kind of some of the things that are most interesting to me about this series is, okay, so are we going to get a true Planet Hulk story now? Mm-hmm. You know, is that is that what's going to happen here? Um, I would be in favor of that. Now, they kind of already did it a little bit in Thor 3, but, uh, you know, there's still a way they can pull off a true, you know, Planet Hulk if they want. Um, yeah, there's... You mentioned Titania. Um, I think she's the most annoying character in this whole show. She does nothing for me. There's nothing about that character I enjoy. There's nothing about that character's time on screen I enjoy. Uh, other than maybe a little bit of a jealousy thing, it's I don't still think I'm clear on why she views Jen as a rival and is constantly trying to ruin her life. 
Um, I also I wouldn't like she be in prison? Like, wouldn't she been in prison after 100%. episode one? Like one hundred percent. Yep. It just totally glossed over that. And and those kinds of things, like when you when you realize that you're asking those questions and there's not a logical answer to it, that's when you just go, "This is this is not intended to be taken seriously. This is mm-hmm. just it's what it is." This is getting us to whatever is next. Maybe there's some things that get introduced. Maybe Feige and company have plans for the character of She-Hulk in future projects. Um, I don't know. Maybe they owed somebody something, and that's why they had to, you know, give assign them this show. I, I, I do feel, and I, I mean, I'm certainly not the first person to to say this, but after the announcement of um Captain America New World Order I do feel like this show is going to introduce the leader again before mm-hmm. we get him I feel like that's maybe where we're going and New World Order is maybe him leading this group that is trying to take her blood so that he can create soldiers or whatever the case may be I feel like the the main person of this show is going to be the leader um, I, I'd be into that. Um, you know, the, the leader routinely comes up on lists of hanging threads in the MCU. Mm-hmm. You constantly see him, uh, almost towards the top of those lists when they're, when they're out there. And, you know, I've always sort of been, I don't want to say distracted by the fact that they never really address that, but it's, it has been something that I felt like I, this was, a this was a miss to just kind of leave that out there. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm glad they're finally doing something with it. Um, but yeah, I'd pay, I, I'd love to see that if that's what they do with us. Yeah. I still think going back, cause I recently rewatched it. I, I do think the incredible, that incredible Hulk movie is underrated. I, I do think it's actually, I think it's much better than what a lot of people originally, maybe even myself gave it credit for. I think it's solid. I think, I still think it's pretty solid actually. You know, we both had it pretty low um, when we did our MCU rankings, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a terrible movie. I certainly think there's things that have come out that I would rank below that, that the MCU put out here in phase four. Yeah, no, I probably being one of them. Yeah, I definitely think it's it's one of those things where, you know, I, I think we even talked about that, where when you have so many hits, some things just kind of fall down the list naturally and it's like yeah. well i like it much more than i'm just throwing out a number i don't think this is what it was like i like it a lot more than 16 but like i there's 15 other movies that i definitely enjoy more yeah but um so yeah rob what what else do you have to say about uh, about this episode because you know much like the episode i just feel like you know, they don't give you anything to say. And, you know, that's why when I was doing these by myself, I kind of just, you know, I named them She-Hulk shorts because there's not a lot to me that happens to talk about. But, you know, being able to kind of go back and forth and get opinions, it certainly lends itself to to a longer discussion. But yeah, I'm glad that I could be here for you, because when you did your episodes three through five, I think you left the audience pretty ambiguous on your thoughts for the show. <laughs> so I'm glad that I'm here. If nothing else, the audience can, can really get a better idea of where you stand on the show. Yeah, no, it's like <laughs> I said, I, I think this episode, though, just kind of I, I, I was pretty after watching episode five, you know, I upset, whatever. But I was just like, it's I'm kind of over it. Um, but yeah, after this episode and just your your thoughts are put it into like real perspective of how he's thinking about it. It's kind of just like, yeah, I don't know why I'm taking this. So like, I don't know why I'm taking it seriously because they don't seem to be so just, yeah, whatever. You know, there was, you mentioned earlier that you liked the scene with Mr. Immortal. And I thought that that the B plot of this episode actually was probably the highlight, but there's something really weird. Even when they do something well, there's, there's things that aren't done well. There's this really weird dynamic between Nikki and Mallory that mm-hmm. you know like she's she's looking at her like to stop talking and then like she keeps going and they have this whole argument where they're talking over each other and you can't really tell like there was something weird about that that just really didn't work um 
I found that scene in particular to kind of be really annoying. Um, I, and I actually, I think that's probably one of the, a, a piece of a component of what I dislike about this as a whole, this episode specifically and, and the show as a whole, it just feels like they're, they're trying to make the audience cringe as hard as you possibly can yep. so often. And that to me, like, that's not entertaining. I don't enjoy feeling embarrassed for a character or feeling sorry for a character. Like that's, that's not entertainment for me. Yeah, no, not, a, not for me either. I get kind of like, I don't know. Like I, like I almost feel like my body temperature rising in those situations. Cause I'm like, yeah, I'm just, all right. I I'm uncomfortable and I'm, I'm over it. Like I'm over it. I don't want to be in like in my own living room. Like I don't even want to be in my own living room anymore. Like I don't want to. <laughs> like yeah, I don't want to look on, at the TV. I don't want to look couch, at the TV. <laughs> I'm on my couch eating my snacks with my dog on my lap, and I don't even want to be here right now. Right. Exactly. Like when they put it on ironing duty. Hey, all the groomsmen's shirts are wrinkled. You're on ironing duty. Like get out of here. That's right. That's like so dumb. Like who would I just. Again, maybe I, well, I should say, I guess maybe I hang out with the right people. Cause if anybody ever did that to me, I'd be like, yeah, yeah our, like our friendship's done. Like, yeah. like I, and it probably would have taken me a, like a hell of a lot less time to realize that. Yeah. You're not the kind of people I want to hang out with. Yeah. And then shortly after that, when she gets completely hammered and the guy that she's been trying to, you know, start talking to a little bit finally comes over and, and she starts like, saying like four or five variations of his name and it's like good name good face like oh god this dialogue is so bad at times like it's just it's awful again it just makes you sit there and you're uncomfortable in your own house on watching your own tv like mm -hmm. uh, yeah i i completely agree because again it's like you have a situation where she you know, the guy comes over, expresses some genuine interest in her. And OK, maybe because she's intoxicated, whatever. But it's like you then have her just start to say these things that are like, this is what you wanted. You wanted a guy that's interested in you as Jennifer Walters. And then all of a sudden it's like cringeworthy moment and it's like. You're, like we talked about earlier where it's like okay now you're just piling it on so that her life looks even worse and it's like stop doing this like i i actually want to root for this person you don't have to keep piling on like yeah because now you just make me say all right whatever never mind like i i want to root for jen i wanted to root for jen after the first episode i wanted to root for jen after the second episode even and by the third episode i was like I, whatever. I, I just, I, I don't care because you're just going to keep throwing these things on there. Like it, the, the fire's done, like let it go out. Everybody's going inside. You don't need to keep dumping gasoline on it. Like nobody wants to sit outside anymore. Yeah. It's um, it's the, it's absolutely just beating a dead horse. Like, yeah, we get it. We get mm -hmm. it. Her life isn't great. Like, but and my question is where are they going with this? Like, by the time we get to the end, so we, you know, we have this uh, website intelligentsia that's got all these She-Hulk memes on it and stuff like that. You know, we have that. We know that she's already been attacked once. It looks like they're going to try to come again. Is she just going to get to the end of this and just be like, hey, um, Avengers, are you guys hiring? I'm, I'm looking for work. Like, is that? Yeah. Is that where this is going? I To me, the big, like, to me, the big payoff of this show is you know, we, we keep hearing what we heard about in this episode, you know, her super suit to me, the big, the big payoff is her finally accepting the fact that she's she Hulk and Jen Walters, which you, you could have done already. Like you could have already had that. And like your, your big payoff for what you let, like what you end the show on is something like the leader or, okay, this group, like this group that's going after her, this is going to lead into this. I, I don't need 
the big reveal in this show to be she finally accepts her her dual identity. Like to me, six episodes in and twenty five minutes apiece on average, we should have already had that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just kind of more of the same. You know, we don't really know any more about Jen Walters after episode six than I think we did after episode one. Yeah, because as much as they want to, yeah, again, they want to point out like. I don't want you to think this is an uh, every week cameo show, which, okay, they're, I, I mean, I guess you could call Mr. Immortal a cameo because he's a very obscure Marvel character. Um, but again, just because you point it out doesn't make it all right. It, <laughs> well, every, every, everything is a cameo show. Like every episode has been about another character being in it that overshadows Jen. Yeah. And, you know, we didn't really get to the stuff with Wong, but a lot of that just, you know, and, and I guess, I guess I maybe just don't really know who Wong is through the, the couple films we've seen him in enough to really be like, Oh yeah, this is completely out of character for him. Like, I, I don't know that he's been featured enough for me to really say that one way or another, you know, I, to me, I, I think it's kind of funny when he's on, like just seeing him do goofy stuff. Like Mm -hmm. some of the stuff with Madison is a little bit over the top, but it's just, it's just there for a laugh. Like, again, it's the show isn't supposed, in my opinion. And I think you're starting to come around on this. Yeah. I don't think you're supposed to take this real seriously. Like it's just whatever they put it on Thursday. We sit down, we watch it. We go at a couple things and then we turn it off and go about our lives and kind of forget about it until it's time to record again. Yeah. And that's just what it is. But even with like with all these episodes, you know, think about, okay, what do you remember about the episode with Abomination? You remember him. Do you you remember anything with Jen that happens in that episode? I mean, she kind of cleverly figures out how to make it all work, but not really, not a lot. What do you remember about Jen in the episode with Madison? You probably remember more so, you know, the why, but it's, you know, with a why, but it's not where you think. Like, you, what do you remember about Jen in the episode? Mm, Okay, nothing. You know, even Wong and, you know, you even remember in the episode with Abomination, you remember, I remember more of Wong than I do Jen because, you know, so you're admitting that you broke a criminal out of prison. That's that could be an offense with jail time. And he's like, oh, got to go. And <laughs> just like hops out in a portal like you remember that you remember the end credit scene where him and Madison are talking about getting yak milk and vodka or whatever. But what what do you remember about Jen? Which this is supposed to be her show. Yeah, and we haven't really, I don't know, we haven't seen, we haven't seen her character really develop much, you know, and and if anything, she's had the greatest transformation of any of them because she literally became a Hulk. Yeah. And I don't feel like there's really been anything that she's grown, she's done, she's still the same person she was in in episode one before she and her cousin got in the accident. I, I don't know that we've really seen much development out of her no it, it doesn't there's feel still time. yes there, there's still time but through six episodes it just doesn't feel like there's any kind of development um but it's kind of sitcom though really like i mean thinking back to the you know like even like the big bang theory you know for multiple multiple seasons sheldon was sheldon and it wasn't really until some of the later seasons that we really saw him change any piece of his personality i mean that's just kind of what a sitcom is it's it's you sit down you get what you get the characters are the same they're you know the the issue that's presented is resolved by the end and virtually never referred to ever again they are who they are yeah i i I get that but i feel i just feel like it doesn't you know it, it doesn't allow itself to lend as much leeway in a show like this when you're supposed to like this character supposedly is supposed to be something going forward right and and honestly if they're trying to do if they if they might do something like a planet hulk story 
you know, Jed Walters could be a very pivotal character mm-hmm. in what would become World War Hulk. If right. They do it. Yeah. Um, we need her. We need her to be a good character. We need her to be strong. We need her and Bruce to have a solid relationship for that to work. Yeah. Now, I, I will say one thing that was infinitely better, and it was a smaller scene, at least I thought so. Um, I did think the CGI for She-Hulk was much better in this episode than what we've gotten previously because it has been incredibly bad, especially anytime she is in like lawyer She-Hulk form and her hair is up. Uh, There is just something about her. She looks like she should be in one of the Shrek movies instead of the MCU. Um, (laughs) But I, I will say I thought the CGI in this episode was much better. I think specifically her hair is the thing that most people seem to keep coming back to over and over again. That just is off and doesn't look right. Yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, Rob, is there anything else that you want to talk about with, you know, this episode or just she Hulk in general, since this is the first time that, you know, you're, you're speaking on this. No, I'd really rather just get back to talking about Deadpool three. If I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah. That is jeez. Um, so with this though, again, we, we've got three more episodes and as far as I know, the only major cameo left is Matt Murdock. And I'm wondering if this is going to be like, I'm wondering if he's going to be a multiple episode personality. Like, is he going to be with us for the rest of this journey or do we get him for this one episode? And then, you know, do we get him next week? Well, this week. Um, and then episode eight and nine is truly like, okay, here is the the real meat of what's going to happen. And thinking about just the possibilities of having two characters who are superheroes at night and lawyers by day that it could end up in the same courtroom, possibly working against each other, possibly working with each other. There's so many cool stories that you could have done with that where, you know, just thinking back to like how Matt has sort of his, his heartbeat that, you know, sensor that he listens to and can figure out if people are lying or not. Like there's so much there that would have been a really cool, compelling story not saying that we won't still get it there. You know, we have three episodes left. Maybe we still get some of that, but if that was kind of more of the show, like I would have loved that. And it feels like we're not, at least not now we're not going to get it. Um, It seems like kind of a waste. It seems like there was some, an opportunity to do something kind of compelling and interesting that is, is being skipped. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely, that would be my biggest gripe is it feels like there was, so much that this show could have been that still could have been focused on Jen that we just unfortunately so far um, have not gotten. And I, I don't know that we will because I'm getting very similar. I don't think I dislike it as much, but I feel like this is the conversation that we had for Halo where okay they you know they could still end on a good note they they still have like you know i i think yeah. with episode six because i think it was episode was it five where we're like okay like wow maybe this is where the show finally hit its yeah. turning point and then episode six came and we were like how how did you follow up the best episode of the series with potentially the worst episode uh, of the series. And it was like, well, they, they have three. I, I, the same thing, like they still have three episodes left. You know, where is it going to go? Because if we're going to get some closure and find out what's happening, we got to move along. And again, I I, I don't said that during the Mandalorian, we never said, well, they've got three episodes left to figure it out. It was just like, Oh God, we only have three episodes. Right. The baby show. Exactly. So I, I just kind of feel like I'm in a similar boat. So I don't, I don't have a lot of hope and I'm not, I'm not rooting against the show by any means. I want these things to be good. I want these things to be successful. Um, I just, 
you know, I, I don't know based on what I've seen that they're going to pull this off. And it really just, it kind of makes me nervous for these other MCU shows because yeah, I, I just, a lot of phase four has been kind of a, a letdown. A lot of phase four has been fantastic. A lot of it has been incredible, but it's been, especially lately. Um, I think you liked Thor four better than I did. I, I was very unhappy with that movie overall. Um, yeah, and, I wasn't unhappy. I was just like, there's, there was potential, but I still enjoyed it. But yeah, I definitely, I, I don't share the same feelings as, as you do in terms of, it definitely seems like you're like, mm, nah, I, yeah, I really was unhappy when I turned that movie off. Um, and this is starting to kind of go in that direction a little bit for me. It's like, you know, we've talked about it a little bit. Our friend Harrison over on the basement bin just talked about the, you know, Marvel fatigue. I read a very interesting article and I can't remember the author. I can't remember the website, but it was a person who said they stopped watching She-Hulk and was actually happier for it. And hmm. what I mean by, and, and basically the gist of the article was the MCU is starting to get to a point where not everything necessarily feels like it's building towards something else. You can, you can pick and choose. Now, if you think about the infinity saga, there's a couple of those you could maybe skip if you wanted to, but largely um, you need to see the whole thing. Largely. Mm-hmm. Um if you really want to get maximum enjoyment, whatever is going to happen with the next major team up, um, would you actually had to have watched the Loki series to get whatever's going to happen next? Probably not, but you should watch Loki because that was really good. Right. Um, will you likely have had to watch Ms. Marvel or Moon Knight to get whatever's happening next? You can probably have skipped that, you know, like you could probably have skipped that. And that's kind of the general gist of this article was if you're really interested in something like by all means, watch it. Um, Otherwise, like you can probably skip it. Um, And if you do decide to skip it, make sure you check Matt goes to the movies because you will likely find a review that will fill you in (laughs) on everything you need to know about that particular show or movie. That way, if you decide you need to skip it, you can just check out the breakdown here. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, that's a, that's a really good point that you probably, cause even if you do get introduced, you know, let's say we do get introduced to the leader by the end of this. W- will his introduction be so like prominent that you won't understand captain America, new world order. Um, no. You know, anything that happened in Ms. Marvel, you know, there's a mention of mutants in there when we eventually get the X-Men, Will you have needed to see Miss Marvel to understand why there's mutants? Probably not. Um, you know, Falcon of the Winter Soldier. You know, even that to a degree. Do you need to see that to know why Sam is Captain America? I mean, I if you watch one, Yeah, you should probably it, see that. You, that's a good show anyways. I think you should because it's good. But if somebody was just like, well, yeah, of course he's Captain America. Cap gave him the shield at the end of Endgame. Yeah. You know what? I, like, you could probably just go, well, yeah, of course he's Captain America. I, I didn't need to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier to watch somebody else, you know, take the shield for a little bit before it went to Sam. Now, WandaVision, I think, yes. To me, WandaVision and Loki are the two shows that you 100%, I think, needed to watch to understand Wanda in Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I think you would have been probably confused as to what is she doing if you hadn't watched WandaVision. Um, And then Loki with Kang, I think there would be confusion about like, well, wait, why is like, who is this guy? I, I think those two shows are probably the only example that for me, now, again, I, I think the other one um, for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I think you should watch. But I think and I think you should watch Moon Knight just because Moon Knight's absolutely amazing. But Loki and WandaVision feel like the only shows so far that are like 100 percent necessary to watch. Yeah, because it does seem like Kang is going to feature pretty prominently. And when I said you could have maybe skip Loki, you know, I kind of forgot that, you know, it really ended with Kang and that that's likely what and, and Kang being 
rumored, you know, Jonathan Majors is signed for a, a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he was great as Kang. Maybe maybe overacted a little bit, but that's kind of the character. So sure, go with it. Um, and that's yeah, one I mean, version. That's one version of him. Like the right. version that it looks like we're getting in Ant-Man is a much more serious toned version of him, like the actual conqueror version. Um, but sorry, continue. No, I, and and I think that's look, if you're listening to this and you're kind of along the same lines that Matt's been through the first five episodes and, and through this episode, if you're kind of nodding your head going, yeah, this show kind of sucked. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm getting enjoyment out of it. Then, yeah, you can probably tune out for the next three. You know, make sure to download these these recap episodes, and and you'll stay up to date on what's really happening, and you'll probably be fine. Like if you decide, you know what, I'm gonna start uh, House of the Dragon because I've heard that that's supposed to be good, and I like Game of Thrones. I'm gonna watch that instead. Like ultimately, like your your hobbies should never feel like a chore. It should never feel like you know, well, I gotta go do this now. Like. If you're like, I've turned video games off that I wasn't having fun with and just been like, no, I don't need to finish this. Like I'm mm-hmm. good putting this game away and never finishing it. And I will not lose sleep at night over it. Like if you're not enjoying a, a, a segment of, of your fandom, like just walk away from it. You know, like that's right. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I think that's a good spot to, you know, cap off this episode, but I have been rating these. Um, so in the same line, I am going to still rate this episode with our popcorn time review segment and I'll go first. And then Rob, um, I will let you go next. And if you want to rate the first five by all means, but if you only want to rate this episode, you know, same thing. Uh, but this episode for me is, is a two. Um, I was considering giving it a one, but there's nothing. I don't hate this episode again. I'm just kind of, eh, all right. I saw it, whatever. I turned it off and I went about my day. So, uh, this is going to be a two buckets for me on the, on the popcorn time scale. Uh, two buckets for me as well. You know, to go all the way to one has to be an egregious, you know, save Martha level failure. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not that. Um, that you, you know, the, a one bucket review it takes something kind of special. Um, kind of collecting, if I can, episodes one through five. Uh, also a two. Um, yeah, some things that I like, some things that I go, oh, stop already! Like just stop don't do that like shame on like i want to get a rolled up newspaper and just like smack the people who made it just be like no yeah like um so two uh two through two buckets episodes one through five episode six also a two yeah i feel like my my last thought will be when you said like i want to roll up a newspaper Uh, my thoughts for this show are almost like your parent looking at you and saying i'm not mad I'm just, dis- I'm, I'm just disappointed. And I, I, I think that sums up my thoughts because I'm disappointed because there seems to be more like this show doesn't suck, but they're just, I can't help but sit there and go, you're right there. Like I can reach yeah. out, but I cannot touch you. Like, I think conceptually this show could have been so much more. I don't think that the, the concepts that they're going with, I think this shows a little bit further away from being great. Um, but I think just the idea of, yeah, I don't hate this show, um, but I'm not like, I'm not, I don't like it. I, I think there's, there's so many things that could have happened with this. You know, we talked about just the way they could have incorporated daredevil better. There's, it doesn't really seem to be focusing on anything of any substance or, or really giving us anything with the character. So it's not that I hate it the way that some people are talking about it, but it's like, once this is done, I like, after I turn off episode nine, I struggle to think of why I would ever binge this series from start mm-hmm. to finish. Like, and, and I struggle to think about who the person is that would. Yeah. Or I, I struggle to say, you know, look, go ahead and watch this show. Like our, our friend Harrison, you mentioned him earlier, Harrison from the basement binge. I don't think he's watched this yet. 
because I remember a text message saying, should I watch it? And I just, I, I don't know why after this is all said and done, if he asked again, again, maybe something changes in this last three episodes. Um, but I, I can't find a reason why I would tell him or anybody else like, yeah, go ahead and watch it. Cause you need to, t- by the time is said and done, you need to take up what five hours of your life. It's, probably could do something better with that yeah go, go read a book like go yeah. like work out or something yeah no <laughs> like you'll feel better about yourself yeah absolutely 100 percent. so uh that is going to do it for this episode of she hulk but we're going to close out by letting listeners know that you can interact with the show in a number of different ways we encourage that and Rob, you're so smooth and you're so elegant with it that I'm going to let you take that away. Sure. There are, as Matt said, a variety of ways you can contact the show. All of them are good. None of them are, are bad ways to contact the show. And if you have a thought or something you'd like to share and you're, and you're sitting in your car, you're sitting on a, on a bus or on a, on a train, or maybe you're flying right now and you've got this downloaded on your phone and you're listening to it. Uh, maybe you're on a treadmill, maybe you're, you know, some other side quest is taking you to some projects <laughs> around the house. Um, and you're thinking to yourself, man, I've got a profound thought or wow, they were really off base on that. I want to tell them about it, but I'm not sure they want to hear from me. You would be wrong, dear listener. We do indeed want to hear from you. You can yes. email the show mgttmpodcast at gmail.com. Just the initials of Matt goes to the movie. So mgttmpodcast at gmail.com. While you're on the interwebs, head over to Facebook, like the show on Facebook. There's also a Facebook group. You can get involved in some uh, discussions and some other things that get posted in there. Uh, you can find the show on Instagram. Uh, you can find the show. It's, it's also now on Twitter. And uh, of course, over on TikTok, you'll see uh, highlights of the show. Uh, some discussion gets posted over there. Um, pretty much any way that you can interact with someone or something, there's a way you can interact with Matt Goes to the Movies and uh, send your thoughts. We would uh, we would love to hear from them. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Rob. And listeners, thank you once again for joining us for another episode of She-Hulk, and we will see you very soon at Matt Goes to the Movies. <laughs>